What's happening? What happened to her mom? What happened to her? How quickly can that happen? What's happening to us? Whatever is happening to us is happening very fast. What's happening? What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner yet again. I am the one, the only Mr. Gizmo himself, and it has been a while, but you know what they say, life's a beach and then you die. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm going to die alone. Anyway, so I just got back from seeing the latest movie by M. Night Shyamalan, Old, I'm sure you've seen the hilarious trailers that everyone said, are you fucking kidding me? This is what we're getting now from M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, he was on an uprise, and then this trailer came out, and everyone just started judging him all over again. What was it? The previous two movies we had, it was The Visit, which a lot of people found to be great. I, I liked that movie a lot. Um, then we had Split, which a lot of people really loved based on the context of that movie and what came before it. And uh, yeah, then we got Glass, which if you've listened to previous episodes on here, you know that I wasn't the biggest fan of Glass. There's uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a divide going on with that movie. A lot, so a lot of people loved it. I personally hated it. Uh, after that movie, I vowed I would never, ever, ever see another M. Night Shyamalan movie again. I said, fuck you, M. Night Shyamalan. I am done with you. But I don't know what it is about him when he releases a movie. Apparently, I'm still drawn to go see the movie that he just made or released. So, yeah, I saw Old. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still in awe. Uh, but anyway, before I get into uh, talking about the movie, I just want to talk about the experience I had actually going to the movie. So this is this is my third time going to the movies since, uh, you know, lockdown, you know, post lockdown, uh, everything going on with COVID. Uh, I finally decided a few months ago uh, I, I needed to go to the movies because that's a very it's very therapeutic for me. I love going to the movies. I always feel good after I come out. Uh, no matter what I see, whether I love or hate a movie, it, I always feel great coming out of it. Uh, so I, I did go see Spiral from the Book of Saw, which I'm going to be doing a catch-up episode on. And then just last week I saw, uh, what the hell is it, um, Escape Room 2 Tournament of Champions. I'm going to be doing separate recordings for both of those. Um, I'm going to start cutting down a lot on these episodes. Usually they're long form episodes. These are gonna start being a lot shorter, especially the monologue episodes. I am looking at doing episodes down the road. I, I do wanna start getting into more interviews with people. I wanna start bringing people on and just doing interviews and just discussion pieces. Uh, the, the channel is gonna change a little bit. It always changes when I'm gone for a while and then I come back. It's If anyone's wondering why I haven't posted episodes in a while, I if anyone's not aware, I had lost my, my best friend, Wes, uh, my dog, my companion for the past 10 years, he passed away a few months ago, and I just started. And it, anyone, another thing, anyone that listens, you know that I do suffer from depression from time to time. Uh, after losing him, it was just trying to figure out what I was... Oh, I don't have to explain it. I'm sure you understand. So, yeah, I just needed a little break from everything. A lot of people were asking how the podcast has been going, and it's just... I didn't really 
want to devote as much time into this as I usually want to. It was just one of those things I kind of had to push aside. Uh, but I've, I've since going back to the movies, like it just sparked in me again. It I know like I disappear a lot of times for months and then I come back and it's like, okay, back on track. And then I fall off again. It's just how my mind works and how, how I operate. So I'm hoping to continue the podcast again for a while. Uh, anyway, so jumping back into experience at the theater. Yeah, I get there. And usually, I, I think I've said this before on here, I can't even remember. My ideal time to go to the movies has always been midweek, first showing of the day, because you're not going to be in a theater filled with people. I hate being in the theater when there's a ton of people in there. Like one or two, maybe, or, you know, they're usually fine. Um, but I usually just like being the only person in there and experiencing the movie myself, depending on the movie. If it's like a Marvel movie, I love going opening night and experiencing a full packed theater for a Marvel movie. Something like this and the other two movies I just mentioned, like Spiral and Escape Room and now Old. Like these are movies where I'm I'm totally fine with just being the only person in the theater and that's what I prefer. Uh, so I get, anyway, back on track. Now I get to the theater, walk in, there's one guy at the concession stand. Uh, I walk up, he's walking away, I get my... My phone scan, they give me, you know, the information here in theater 12 to the right, da-da-da. And then as I'm walking in that direction, the guy who was just at the concession, he had a big bucket of popcorn and a drink, and he stops at the counter to get napkins and everything. And I guess it's his wife walks over to him, and she goes, Jesus Christ, that's a small? And I was like, man, that, that ain't no small. Get out of here. He got the jumbo. Uh -huh. <laughs> so she... Um, she grabs the drink from them, they get their stuff, and then they start walking uh, in the same direction as me. And they're ahead of me by probably a, maybe like 10 paces. And the whole time I'm walking behind them, I, they're talking loud. They have like these thick, uh, I don't want to say Jersey accent because I, I, I have a hard time hearing the Jersey accent. But it's definitely like, uh, uh, it, it's, it's an accent for sure. Like, you know, they're from either like North Jersey or like the New York area. And anyway, the how the woman is talking, I'm like, oh God, please don't be going to the same theater. Don't go, please tell me you guys aren't seeing old. Please tell me this isn't happening. Please, 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 please. Sure enough, they pass every number and they go right to 12. 12 was the last theater in the hall. And sure enough, they go right to that door and I'm like, fuck. And in my head, as we're approaching the door, I think to myself, I should run up ahead of them, open the door for them because they got, you know, stuff in their hands. And that's general, you know, the general chivalry of me where I always feel inclined to help people out, whether it be small or big. This was just something small. I had, you know, whatever. I'll run up and open the door for you, help you out a little bit. Uh, but they, they beat me to the door and the guy was already opening it. So I was like, all right, fuck it. He opens the door, the woman and me make eye contact, and I had my mask on, and like I smiled, and I keep forgetting that people can't see my smile or facial expression, so I do smile, and uh, she just lets the door close right behind her. I was like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but Jesus Christ, we just made eye contact. Some that, one of the things that drives me crazy the most about people is not saying thank you and not holding a door open for you. Like that, It's complete and total bullshit. Like, be a fucking decent human being. And, and when I say she lets the door close behind her, I'm, 
I'm not exaggerating. This door was like inches away from her back as it closed. There was no reason why she couldn't have propped the door open a little bit longer for me to come up and grab it. Legit, I think if this happened to anybody, it would have pissed them off. And it really pissed me off. So I burst past them and I go to my seat. I'm not, I'm not waiting behind you people. So I walk past them. Yeah, that's, oh, way to go, Gizmo. Oh, yeah, way to show him. You just burst right past him. Don't say anything. Yeah, well, I wanted to enjoy my movie. I didn't want to start <laughs> off on a bad note with... <laughs> um, but I burst past them. Fuck them. Anyway. <laughs> I go, I get into my usual spot in the theater. And my, my sweet spot in the theater, it's not in, like, the... The stadium seated spots, it's right in the front section. I like sitting in the front section area. Not the front row, but that front level section. And I sit right in the last row in that front section. Uh, It's ideal mainly because you don't have anything in your peripherals. Or I don't have anything in my peripherals like distracting me. All I see is the screen. And granted, i got to tilt my head up a little bit. That's totally fine. I'm, I'm stretched out. I'm relaxed. I love that spot. It's a sweet spot for me. That was the start of the of the old experience. I'd sit down, text a couple people, got enough time. The movie never, you know, the movie never starts at the exact time. The timing was at like at the, I want to say it was eleven fifty. Um, I got in there at eleven fifty three, and the trailers hadn't even started yet. Like I, I remember back in the day, I used to rush to get to the theater, make sure I was there on time in my seat and everything. Now I just dilly dally and take my time. I don't, I don't stress about getting there exactly at the start time because it never starts on time and then you got the trailers ahead of the movie and you know i still i <laughs> when i saw a spiral no, no 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 when i saw escape room i'm sitting there and i'm i'm going through the trailers and i'm like man why the fuck are why why do they still show trailers before the movie i all the trailers i watch now are on youtube once the trailer drops i watch it on youtube uh i'm sitting there about 10 minutes go by trailers are starting and everything and then normal trailers are playing at this point i was i think there was like don't breathe too womp womp uh the new matt damon ben affleck period piece movie uh, with adam driver i forget what it's called now something about like the woman that changed history it's uh i'm i don't like period pieces so i'm not gonna see that one don't breathe too i'll wait for it probably but oh okay so backtracking here why do they still show trailers before the movie regal showed a trailer for an exclusive movie that they're only going to be showing at their theaters so this this it it answered my question why do they still show trailers uh it looks like it's an independent movie uh definitely an independent movie I only recognized one person in the trailer. It was uh, this woman or this girl from uh, Bad Kids Go to Hell. And she played like the gothy badass chick in that movie. And I'm like, I, I saw her and I was like, oh shit, it, that's her. Uh, but that's the only one I recognize in it. Other than that, it's very like, you can tell it's very low budget, very independent. And the movie's called 645. And I'm watching this trailer and I was like, Damn, I gotta come to. I gotta come back and I gotta see it. I th- I'm pretty sure they're only playing it one night. I think it's August sixth. They're showing it. Uh, I definitely want to be there to see that movie. Not for the fact that it looks great, but because it's something different that caught my eye, and I I am actually very intrigued by it. I do want to see it. Uh, the other trailers, like I said, they showed those two. They showed uh, Candyman, which I'm totally hyped for. I cannot wait to see Candyman. And uh, the other ones, I, I don't really remember what else they showed. It's stuff. 
it's stuff I've seen trailers for before. But the two that caught me were 645 and Candyman. So, yeah, anyway, so trailers and movie starts. Uh, before the movie, it starts with an introduction from M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, it was a it was a pretty, you know, uh, pretty much welcoming everybody back to the theater. It was nice and everything. But you can tell he's reading from a teleprompter by the way his eyes are moving and the way he's inflecting <laughs> his pattern. Uh, you can tell it's it, – and it wasn't that much that he said. It's like, I don't know, man. Why didn't you just memorize it and just wing it? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be criticizing an opening. It was a nice intro. Welcoming everybody back to the theater, especially after, you know, the 2020 that didn't happen. So, yeah, movie starts, and then I'm sitting there, and and uh, and, and I go I go along for the ride. Now let's actually dive into the movie itself. Overall, with this movie, uh, like I said before, the trailers and everything, you're not expecting a whole lot from this. You actually think of it as a joke. One of my friends, uh, Carly, um, Carly Gwen, she said to me, "Oh, what is this? The Happening Two? When I was talking to her about it. And uh, yeah, yeah. So right away, yeah, this is old slash The Happening 2 slash Exposition Island. But really going into this movie with not really expecting a whole lot out of it. Overall, I actually didn't hate this movie. I actually enjoyed it a little bit. As far as concepts go, I'll never I'll never criticize M. Night for coming up with a grand original concept. Even though I think this is based off a graphic novel. Not 100% sure. I'm pretty positive it is. That's what I heard. But still coming out with a film that is somewhat of an original concept. Like, we've never seen something like this before. Maybe I mean, you got Cocoon, but it wasn't... Cocoon wasn't a horror movie, you know? And that was a little bit of a reverse. It wasn't people aging. It was people... Anyway. Um, sidetracked again. Uh, his concepts... You know, whether you hate them or love them, it's always a concept that is somewhat original. And that's one thing I do appreciate about him is he does try to do something different. And he does. Not not even that he tries to. He does do something different. Uh, I'm going to start this off, actually. We'll, we'll start about the concept. So this whole movie revolves around people that go to a resort and they go to a beach and find out that they're trapped on this beach and as hours pass, so does their life or time frame, their lifespan. And they find themselves aging. Uh, kids are getting older by the second. And it doesn't take long for the movie to get to that concept either. Like, you, I, it starts off like you do see the, the family getting to the resort and everything. And, like, one thing or another happens. And then almost immediately from entering the resort, they're on this island. So it is it is a like I said, it is a unique concept and it's it's different. And I did I did find joy in that concept. Um, a lot of people still think it's hilarious. Uh, the con- I mean, the concept itself is hilarious, but at the same time, I, I did enjoy it. Um, now, as, as far as the acting goes in this movie, like we have one of the Wolf Brothers in here who's been getting praised for the past few years, ever since Hereditary. Um, he's a good actor. I like him a lot. And then we have the guy from, I want to say he was in that show, Mozart in the Jungle. Uh, I think he was also one of the voices in Coco. I, I could be wrong, but he looked very familiar. I don't know his name exactly. I should have looked it up before doing this. I could probably pause it right now and actually look his name up, but uh, I, I'm on a roll. So let's just keep going. Anyway, then there's um there's the guy from Lost 
and I want to say X3. He played the guy with the spikes in his face. He was also on the first Saw movie. He was Danny Glover's partner in Saw. I don't know his name either, but trivia baby. And that, that's about it for the people I, I, I know and recognize. Everyone else was fairly, uh, fairly new to me or I've never seen before. Oh, oh no, no, no. The, the guy... The guy who runs the resort was actually the guy who married <laughs> married Bruno in the movie Bruno. I, I did recognize him. <laughs> he was the bride in Bruno. Um, oh shit. Okay, but oh no no no. Then there's a guy who plays a plays a doctor, and he was in a whole bunch of stuff. I think I'm, I want to say he was in Dark City. I forget his name as well, but he played a doctor. Um, all the other characters or actors that are in this movie, I didn't really recognize them, but um, regardless, as far as acting goes, man, I, uh, this is one of the, the things that I lo- that was a little bit of a downfall for me, and it's, it's not so much on the actors themselves. I actually felt a little bad for the actors in this movie. I just, based on script and direction, I think they were, you know, they were they were cut a little short, unfortunately. I, I there's so much potential between these people, and a, and a lot of them did pull through. There's one character named Midsize Savan, <laughs> Savan, Midsize Sedan, who uh, for the few lines he had in this movie, he was actually he was a pretty good performer. I thought um, there uh, there was a girl, the girl, one of the girls in the movie when she was not younger, not older, but, but what the majority of the time she's in the movie and she's, I want to say she's probably in her teens at this point. That girl was, was really good too. Uh, the doctor I thought was pretty good. Uh, every, as, as far as the acting goes overall, unfortunately, I don't think the actors were given a lot to work with. I mean, they were probably given a lot to work with. No, they weren't given a lot to work with. I take that back. The script was, was horrendous. Um, let, let's jump into the script now. The script's, God, what the fuck is with this dialogue? Oh shit, man, M Night, you uh <laughs> great on concept, poor on uh on dialogue here. Uh, I'll just use one scene as an example. I'm not gonna. Oh man, I'm gonna save spoilers for the end. By the way, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the the one bit of dialogue in here between two characters. Uh, we've got the doctor and the guy from X3. Uh, the guy from X3, his wife has his, is having a seizure. He comes over, and this is, literally, this is how the dialogue goes. Oh, what's going on? I'm a doctor. Hi, my name's Jared. My wife has seizures. I'm a nurse. Okay. Let her lay here. Legit, like, swear to God, it's... <laughs> oh, my God, the dialogue. Oh, oh yeah dialogue was horrendous in this whether it's uh terrible terrible conversations with with each other like this the scenes themselves within the scenes themselves exposition this movie is nothing but exposition it exposition am i saying that right why does that sound wrong exposition is horrendous in this movie uh, you have characters that are just explaining what's going on, explaining who they are. I swear to God, the wife in this movie must have said ten times that she worked at a museum. Not a not great writing, in my opinion. <laughs> um, let's move on. Like I said, I want to make this quick, so I'm going to burn through this pretty fast. Um, I'm going to move on to the direction. I, and like I said before, I do believe that the direction of this movie uh, is 
what let down the actors a lot. So M Night kind of kind of dropped the ball here. Being straightforward, man. This just seemed like a table read the entire movie. It's like they didn't. They probably. It's like it felt like they didn't do a table read before they actually started filming. It was like, all right, guys, here's the script. Now we're just gonna start filming, and they were doing the table read as they filmed on location. That's how this dialogue felt to me. Uh, so yeah, big bum- bummer there as far as the direction goes. Uh, little bits and pieces of the story that progress. Uh, you know the kids getting older. Uh, I thought a lot of people are questioning. Well, how can? Why is it that we see the kids get older, but the grown-ups you don't really see age that much? And I thought that they made a good point in the movie to explain, like, you know, how come our hair isn't growing, or you know, this and that. And then one character says, "Well, maybe it's because hair fall, hair cells are dead. Like hair and nails, it's dead cells, and that's why they're not." That makes a lot of sense. And I think that is something that did need to be explained because if that wasn't explained, people would have been like, what the fuck? Their hair's not growing. So that was a good call. But a lot of the other factors in this is, I mean, you get about probably 20 20 minutes to 30 minutes to a point where they're on the island and they still don't understand what's going on. They're still surprised by a lot of things that are happening. Oh, how is this happening? They, Oh my fucking God, they actually say, why is this happening? I can't believe this is happening. And it reminded me 100% of the happening because that phrase was said over and over and over again in that movie. <laughs> so, hey, Carly, it, it technically was the happening too. But yeah, going back to like the kids aging and the parents aging or the adults aging, to me it made sense. Like A lot of people are criticizing this movie for the aging effect and how it breaks its own rules, but I don't think it does break its own rules. I think it actually follows anatomy or uh, biology pretty decently in my opinion like I, I do think once you get to a certain age it, it's like yeah you do tend to look the same from that point forward like I just went to my friend's wedding and I've seen people I haven't seen since high school and that's more than 10 years ago well fucking 15 years ago at this point shit. but I saw people I haven't seen since then and they was like holy shit you still look the same and I was like oh thank you so much oh that's such a compliment I love hearing that please more 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 and yeah, so I think once you get to a certain age, your your physical appearance tends to not change as much. So if you go from being a kid growing up to a teenager to an adult, yeah, your appearance is going to change quite a bit. And I mean, as the movie progresses, the adults do start to show different signs of aging. Like they do get wrinkles, they and and even the things that you can't see like sight and hearing and, you know, uh memory and things like that. Those are things that I think they showed very well in this movie. So like the critiques on that, I I think that's hogwash. Like I don't I don't agree with the people that say it didn't it didn't show that well. And there's also another part. This is gonna be a little bit of a spoiler, I think, but they do show it in the trailer. Uh there's a scene in the movie where the two kids do two two of the kids grow up and they're in their teenage years. And uh at one point they're in a tent together and then they come out of the tent and the girl is pregnant and then a lot of I know a lot of people are criticizing this scene as far as you know these two kids were six years old and just because their bodies changed into teenagers, what sense does it make that they would go and have sex? I would argue that because I'm, I mean, if you know any again anything about biology or anatomy or human um, human growth, um, you'll know that uh, sexuality starts at a very young age in general. Uh, if you're a boy or a girl when you're, I don't know, as young, uh, 10 years or younger, 
there's points where you can be laying on your belly on the ground and you find yourself humping the ground for some reason or pushing your pelvis into the ground. And you don't realize that that's a sexual act, uh, but, but it is. With that being said, I don't see anything weird uh, as far as that goes. The thing I do find to be weird is the fact that they knew that his penis should go into her vagina. Uh, that That's the part that I am I think is weird. And maybe that's what a lot of people are having issues with. But as far as the concept of sex and everything, that is built into into our genes. Uh, even at a young, young age, we know about sex. But as far as actually having sex and knowing to shove one thing into another. <laughs> um, okay, let's just call fucking. As far as knowing how to have sex, like I, I do think that's a little off. I mean, how does how does any animal know how to have sex without seeing it? So, I'm I'm not totally against that concept. I did think it was a little weird. I didn't think it was necessary to have it in the movie. I think the movie showed us enough as far as aging goes, and I thought it was just a shock factor. I didn't think it was necessary. So, I do agree that it's a stupid concept that didn't need to be in there. But for what everyone is attacking it for, I, I can actually stand behind it. Um, but overall, it's a dumbass fucking concept. And didn't need to be there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to jump into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen it, guys, have a great life. It was nice knowing you. And yeah, here we go into spoiler territory. We're just going to start talking about the twist right now. The, the twist itself isn't actually a twist. A lot of people are saying it's a twist. It's not. It's just the story explained in full of why everything is happening. And that's because this resort that they're going to is, isn't actually a resort. It's a hidden research facility where they are testing people that have medical issues and trying to find solutions for those medical issues. So they're trying to find um, different medicines to cure people. Like I mentioned before, there's a woman with epilepsy. Uh, there's also a woman who has cancer. There's a man who, whether he has dementia or schizophrenia, there's a man with multiple sclerosis. Um, there's people on this island that have medical issues. So what this is, is it's a medical facility where they bring people to this island and then they put them on this beach that for whatever reason, there's minerals in the water that rapidly increase the aging process. And not just the aging process, healing factors. Jesus Christ, these people were fucking Wolverine. Like, you, you cut them and immediately they heal, which I was pretty cool. Um, so it, it's not even so much the aging. It's just the cells in your body rapidly growing and going th through a time warp. Uh, but, yeah, so the, it's this... They're running experiments on these people because they're trying to find... And, and they do have a good purpose to doing this. It's just really shitty. It's, I mean, it's like any villain in a story... They always think they're doing the right thing. It's just nobody agrees with the way they're doing it. And I think that's what makes a, a perfect villain is someone who thinks they're doing the right thing. And most of the time they are. It's just not the right way of going about it. But is there really ever a right way? So they're watching these people, testing them. And how they test them, this is really cool, actually. So you find out at the end, they're actually... When people arrive at the island, they're given these drinks and... You find out at the end they're making these cocktails based off of the medical condition that each person, each individual person has. So they are putting medications into these treat into these drinks, and then as the process happens, they're able to watch, witness, and record this data to see how well these treatments work on these people on the island as they age over time. So it's a rapid 
movement. This is a, it's actually a really cool, clever idea. I like this a lot, which is why I didn't hate this. Because, yeah, we can give someone a treatment in the real world, but we're not going to know the effects for years past the time they're given the treatment. In this movie, they the aging process lasts over a day. So they're able to see an entire lifespan within a day and how well these treatments work. I thought it was very clever. Like I, I, I liked how the, the entire story played out in that way. I also do like callbacks. Uh, usually I'm pretty, cool, I'm pretty quick at catching something earlier on in a movie and knowing that it's going to come back later on. There's a scene earlier in the movie where they find the kids find rusted silverware and the mom says oh stay away from that it'll you know it'll give you tetanus and blah 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 and then later on that comes into play and i thought that was very clever and very unique and i enjoyed that there was a lot of things about again a lot of things about this movie i appreciated overall as far as execution goes i was very dissatisfied <laughs> as far as the execution goes which is it's a shame because i do feel like it could have been a it was a good cast, minus the mother. I thought, she, uh, I did not like the mother. Um, and, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. One other thing I actually enjoyed about this and disliked at the same time was the cinematography and uh, framing. I thought the framing was horrendous in some portions. Like, there's one part where the husband and wife, they're in their room, and it's framed at a way where the woman stands up and her head's cut in half. Like you can't see the top of her head. And then she comes back down and sits down. Like the framing was really off at a lot of points that I, I wasn't keen on, but then there's a lot of other points where it was fabulous. Like there's one scene where the kids are playing with toys in the sand and the boys playing with the robot, the girls playing with the doll and they're playing with the toys. Like the toy is focused on in the foreground while the parent is, back into the left in the background but how it's framed it i thought was beautiful like one thing m knight can do he can he can <laughs> he, he can frame a scene beautifully uh, at the same time it's like what the fuck are you doing bro uh but I, I was a little 50 50 on that but for the most point i liked what he did with the camera a lot of it was questionable at the same time like there was a lot of panning back and forth there was a lot of zooming in and zooming out which drives me crazy there was a point that i liked where once one of the characters sight starts to or where someone starts um being confused or losing sight uh the camera moves back and forth and it's like you feel like you're losing sight and i actually was like oh man this is gonna make me sick holy shit uh, but yeah, anyway, long story short, overall, I didn't hate this movie as much as I was expecting to. I actually had a good time with it uh, for the most part. The concept was good. Oh, yeah. And M. Night Shyamalan is in the movie. Of course, he's always in his movies and there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy seeing him in there. Uh, there's actually one point where he's framed with a telescope or a camera or something. I was like, oh, nice. You're letting everyone know you're the director. That's, that's clever, man. Um but yeah, overall, I didn't dislike this movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, would I say rush out and see it? You don't have to rush out and see it. You can wait. There's no rush. I would say check it out, you know, eventually. But don't rush out and see it. Yeah, well, anyways, I'm done. Done ranting. Done uh, going on my long spiel here, guys. It's uh, always a pleasure. Hope you like my opinion. Therefore, whatever I gave of the movie Old by M. Night Shyamalan, and I guess I hate to say it, but uh, he owns me. 
he owns me. I'm going to be going back and seeing his next movie, depending. If he comes out with a movie called Young, I'll, I'll shoot myself. It's going to be like a surprise, just like Split was. Uh, anyway, yeah, with that being said, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner. Tune in next time. Right, I'm going to do an episode on Escape Room Tournament of Champions, and I'm going to do an episode on Spiral. And I'm going to do a catch-up video with a bunch of other stuff. I've seen like everything that's been dropping on HBO Max, like Space Jam, Mortal Kombat, King Kong, and Godzilla, all that jazz. So everybody, take it easy, be safe.